following program is pre-recorded. Welcome to Hope in the Night, late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help and on the air now for over 25 years. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker June Hunt. June, I've enjoyed uh, listening to what the topics will be on the emotional hot topics, or in other words, how to handle your emotions. That's the title of one of your books, and it covers many of the topics that you'll be covering in the series that you're doing at First Baptist Church, doing that live for an audience there, as well as for a larger audience, I understand, on Zoom, and people can Zoom in from anywhere where they are, and uh, people can find uh, information there at our uh, website, hopefortheheart.org slash events, and find out all about that. But this week, you're looking at the topic of fear. Now, tell me about that. It it seems to me that uh, I guess a lot of people are dealing with uh, fears in their life. And uh, so what kind of things will you talk about this week? It'll be truly interesting, but but I do want to qualify something. It is true. We are on Zoom, but um, I did not know that uh, there was uh, a lot of, there were dogs barking and people talking, and and so anyway, that's all been now taken care of, and I'm so sorry we didn't know about that, uh, so I apologize to those of you who attempted, um, give us another opportunity, please, uh, because I think now this everything is is fixed, and we did. There were just some things we didn't know to about having people. Uh, let's see, what is it? Oh, turn turn their to mute their their phones, etc. So all all of that will be taken care of. We <clears throat> I don't know. So I was, I heard we had 130 some odd. I heard we had 200. I don't know, but uh, there's a huge interest. And th- I'm going to mention something now. Let me ask you, Jeff, Mm -hmm. um, have you not heard that uh, we are not to have fear? Because the Bible says, do not fear, for I am with you. And and the scripture goes on, uh, do not be afraid, for I am your God. I have further heard that it's something like 365 times enough for every day of the year. So don't have fear. (laughs) Right? Well, but this is what I would say. We are not to be consumed by fear. Hmm. However, God gave us the ability to have fear and even to have a physical defense system when we do have fear, when it's justified. And I look at Psalm 56, verse 3. When I am afraid, I will put my trust in you. It's not saying don't be afraid. It's when I am afraid. In other words, there is a just reason um, let me ask, do you think your wife, if someone appeared behind a bush and all of a sudden this man has a knife and he threatens her at her neck, do you think it would be logical for her to have fear? I think that would be valid, yes. Yes, hmm. of course. Hmm. And God made us with that not only ability to have fear, but also the physical defense system is phenomenal in terms of what we are prepared to do when the adrenaline kicks in, when 
we are genuinely threatened. So I think that this is where we need to literally uh, be aware of, look at all of the verses in the Bible, and what we need to understand is if it's when I'm afraid. I mean, I, I am not fear-based for physical threats. Now, I used to be very fear-based, but not about someone assaulting me. I was pretty fearless about that. And <clears throat> yet, I, I, I'll explain at, at a future time where I had fear, and I needed to get over that. Um, and I, my, um, the the solution ended up being a spiritual solution. But I'm 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 wanting us to understand um, one of the things I say in an introduction that I wrote had written um, uh, is there's an old familiar saying: "Beauty is in the eye of the beholder." Hmm. Well, I would have been much wiser had I figured out that. Um, fun at someone else's expense is in the eye of the beholder <laughs> when I would do a trick on my mom about um, th- something that I knew would make her fearful, but it didn't make me fearful. And yet uh, I <clears throat> had a mouse in a, a mayonnaise jar and I would make a presentation to her and you know here all of a sudden uh, she was frightened but um, that was that was as a child that I did that I wouldn't do it as an adult but I want to mention something else fear is in the mind of the beholder that means our thinking must be conquered before our fear can be quelled and how do we do that well Romans 12.2 says, Do not be conformed any longer to the pattern of this world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It is vital what you think. It's vital what I think. And part of that solution is Psalm 56, verse 3. When I am afraid, I will put my trust in you. It's not if we are afraid, but when we are afraid. It's been 20 years since June Hunt was first called into international ministry through the translating of our Keys for Living into the Russian language. The Lord has refined our focus in recent years to partnership with ministry leaders in key global regions whose reach is expanding to international training events, radio programming, and impact across borders that only indigenous leaders could cross. God is multiplying hope through the translated Keys for Living and the globally relevant counseling model of June Hunt that you have come to understand as a valued listener of Hope in the Night. When you support our Hope for the Heart international ministry, you give directly to men and women who are giving their lives to equip and empower the church in their regions for the Lord's kingdom. Come with us around the world to share the hope of Christ. Visit us online at hopefortheheart.org forward slash international. 
Would you like to talk to June Hunt about a situation in your life? Consider having that conversation on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night and let June help you discover practical help that's grounded in God's truth. Your story will be heard on all of our radio affiliates. And of course, we protect your privacy by providing you with a different name. And as it happens often in our program, when you share your story, you might help someone else find biblical hope and practical help for their life. It's ministry multiplied. For an opportunity to talk with June Hunt on Hope in the Night about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or some other concern in your life, call 800-917. That's 800-644-4817. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call tonight. 800-917. 800-644-4817. You are listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we'll get to our caller in just a moment. Our customer support team is available at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And uh, they are uh, happy to help you to get the right resources into your hands if you're dealing with a particular issue in your life and you'd like some direction on that. We have resources that will help you. As June was just talking about the topic of fear, the uh, resource on that, one of our keys for living called Fear No Longer Afraid. Uh, That and uh, many other resources are available by calling customer support, and they'll make sure they direct you to the right uh, resources that will help you the most. Maybe it's an online resource that we have that would be even a free resource there, some good uh, topics available as you can look at those, and also some uh, materials, uh, books, and other things that you can get into your hands pretty quickly. So their number is 800-488-HOPE, 800-488-4673. Now, if you'd like to speak with June about that situation, whatever's happening in your life, and uh, you'd like to do that on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night, just call us at 800-917. That's 800-N-I-G-H-T-1-7. And when you call, leave a detailed message for us. We'll get back to you to schedule you for an upcoming Hope in the Night. And I uh, really just talk to you about that. No pressure. But if uh, we can talk to you and and uh, if you think that would be helpful to talk it out on the program here, we'd like to invite you to do that. The number is 800-917-800-644-4817. And one of those people who did that very thing and called uh, a couple of weeks ago here, we're glad to have on tonight, listening on the Bot Radio Network in Iowa tonight, we welcome Jean. Well, hello, Jean. Welcome to Hope. Hello. Hi. How can we help you? Well, I do have a fear. Um, It's... uh, I hope will help others, too. I'm 80 years old and as great-granddaughters, my fear, and... Um, um, my husband just died, uh, eight months ago, and since then, and I only live two houses down from my great-granddaughter. I, oh, I'm so I, sorry for what, what a great but, loss. Thank you. But I've been more aware, because we were, he was, uh, um, needed so much help for four or five years, and so mm-hmm. now I'm sitting here by myself, and I can see where my fear probably has just grown out of proportion. But, um... My great-granddaughter is, um, um, she has a stepmother, and uh, the stepmother has had um, um, 
a little anger about her. My grandson got himself fixed so she could only have one kid, and then she, and he, then he got fixed, and she felt like he had um, shouldn't have, and um, apparently didn't have her permission, and, and yet he, you know, my great granddaughter and my great grandson are in the same house, so she has to take care of them, you know. So she almost has a, and it, this. Hopefully, in my mind, it's just a notion that's not true and that's carried away. But it's almost like she's wanting to get back at my grandson by, uh, in some ways, abusing my great-granddaughter. My great-granddaughter, I never, we're only two houses away. And so I've always seen a lot, and I've always taken care of her when he had problems with before. And um, he had problems with his life. And he, he always asked me to take care of her, and I would. But anyway, um, she, um, um, I thought she was happy and everything, and I've never seen her do anything that anyone shouldn't have done. And, of course, now she's in her teenager's years. She's 18. Okay, now are you talking about your great-granddaughter? Yes, my great-granddaughter. Okay, eight, she's, she's 18. 18. Okay. And, and uh, her stepmother is... She she thinks pills do everything, uh, and there again, I'm a no-pill person. Um, she has my great-granddaughter, and a doc. Doctors gave it to her, four different mind-altering um, um, pills a day. Mm-hmm. She's almost like a zombie. And um, so, see... Um, now, I know the doctors are supposed to know more, but sometimes I know as my younger years, I used to think doctors were like God. Mm-hmm. Well, after going through with my husband, he almost lost, well, he, he became a zombie and they wanted to put him away. And I brought him home and took him off of most all his pills, all I left mm-hmm. was vitamins. And he began to be him, not always himself, but it was so much better. He wasn't a yes. zombie. He could yes. play board games with me and mm-hmm. all that. So so for four years I had him, and he didn't have to go to an institution, which is where they told me to send him. So you can see how I'm um, against pills. Well, yes, so certainly. That's, well, that's where my fear is, that, um, that I've let this get out of hand in my mind, and I want to just leave it at the cross, and I don't know how to do that. Hmm. So, of course, and you know, the issue is for decision-making, custody. Who has legal custody? Well, true. And you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a great-grandmother. I have no rights for anything. I know that, yeah. Well, and, and it sounds to me like you're very logical. And by experience, you've seen when someone has been over-medicated, and therefore, as you described, like a zombie. And um, yet then what you did was removing the medication. I, I totally hear you. And then how he began to function in a much more um, conversational way and and even playing the kinds of board games or whatever kind of, you know, the, 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 the 
social games that are, are a delight. Yes. More and, quality uh, I was, of life, yeah. Yeah, so and I, I understand what you're saying. By the way, there was a time when my mother um, was on some medication, and I was very concerned, and I... Um, Mother was not uh, responding. And I said, Mother, do you want to open your eyes? And she nodded her head, yes. Is it that you cannot open your eyes? And again, she nodded her head. And I think I need to need to figure out a no question. And, and, um, and so I asked a no question. So, and yeah, so I got the head shaking both ways. But she couldn't yeah. open her eyes. She couldn't speak. And so I told my brother, I said, Ray, I want us to try something. Could we just, for several weeks, take her off of everything she is on? And um, <clears throat> that's where I was. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm telling you this because I want you to know I identify. Um, I remember the gerontologist came. And mother had a a terminal illness, um, a liver condition, and I'd been told that. And um, yet she, she couldn't open her eyes. And finally, um, and, the, and then I heard outside her room. I could hear the doctor, and and I heard my brother. And I I remember specifically just thinking, okay, I've tried, I've tried, and so. I knew it was time for them to come in, and still, Mother had not responded, and we had prayed. And so I opened the door. I said, I said, come on in. And all of a sudden, I hear behind me, well, hello. It was my mother. Well, hello. <laughs> How one? I, I mean, it was a shock. I mean, it was unbelievable I, 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 cause, mm -hmm. because it had been weeks. Yeah. And so, um, now, do I think, uh, by the way, I'm very much for appropriate medication. Mm -hmm. um, there's something I have to take every day. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I'm told if you will do this every day, then mm -hmm. your liver count will not um, be a problematic to you. To you, and it was a new medication that the doctor had even been a part of creating. So my my point is, um, and I think you'll agree with me if in that situation, uh, okay. But but I hear what you're saying, and your concern is out of love for a granddaughter. Now I well, miss see, the, after, after they've given her the four pill, uh, four kinds of pills per day. She is uh, not any better in that, you know, like I said, she is a zombie. She doesn't function at all. Um, and I don't even know why they thought she needed a pill to begin with because I live so close and haven't ever seen her go through anything. She was raped, and and ever mm. since the rape, it's been hard on her. I know that. But she How old me, was she when she was raped? Uh, I think about eight or nine. Wow. And and it could it could have been eleven or twelve. She didn't tell me for some time, uh -huh. but I yeah. But um, um. Okay, and so was there a uh, 
an affectation that she had as a result? Or was there, um, in other words, is there a connection to her being medicated even though you said she's 18, so this would have been 10 years, approximately yeah. 10 years ago. So did, did the she... Four, the four different pills have only been given to her this last year. And what are the pills supposed to be and doing for her? And I don't know. They're just mine. They're, you know, I don't know. They they keep adding them, and she says she keeps telling them she doesn't want to take any more pills, and, and they keep giving them to her anyway, and her father thinks she needs to take them. But her father's only here and there. Often He, he does a job. He does, has three jobs he tries to work at. And mm. so he's really going on by what the stepmother says. And, um, you know, and, I, and this is my uh, problem, and my notions are that the stepmother is... Um, Mm, almost, okay. almost could care less. Yeah. Okay, it's like even if she shut down, it's the stepmother who doesn't seem to take the personal interest in doing what's best in regard to the granddaughter. Is that, in that's, essence, what yeah, I hear you that, saying? Yeah, mm. that's what I pick up on. Hmm. And yet, you don't know. You've not heard what she's taking the pills for. Not really, other than my grand great granddaughter told me one day. She says, "I'll go crazy if I don't take them." So that's what she's been told. Yeah, hmm. that's what I think. Wow. And yeah, and in my book, I've always uh, we're from a German family, and we've always worked ourselves and and i've tried to tell her work hard and at the end of the day you're going to feel so much better that it makes the body function all the things work better together Hmm. and so taking these pills if she's not at school she's in bed and doesn't want to get out of bed doesn't want to help help me with walking my dog which i've offered to do so she could have gas money Um, oh you know yeah. yeah Um, well, when we come back, I'll, I'll mention one thing that um, is a possibility, but, um, I, oh wow, and, and I hear you're saying, yet I don't have legal custody, uh, that is actually in... June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart have an exciting new resource to encourage you and equip you to help others. It's called the Care and Counsel Library, and it's available at hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. The Care and Counsel Library has 50 topics in 10 volumes with clear answers from God's Word and practical solutions to real-life issues. It is the culmination of decades of ministry from the compassionate, relevant guidance of June Hunt. This library includes volumes such as grief and loss, abuse and trauma, depression and suicide, and more. These are excellent training tools for counselors, life coaches, or anyone who wants to grow in biblical wisdom to address the real issues of life. Learn more and get the Care and Counsel Library at hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. That's hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. 
If you're looking for a place to find encouragement and guidance, check out junehunt.org. That's where you can find June's practical, biblical resources, including June's books and Bible studies on a variety of topics like anger, depression, forgiveness, addictions, relationships, and more. June's resources offer biblical hope and practical help for all of life's challenges. They are great for personal study and growth and equipping you to help others. At junehunt.org, you can also find June's music, her translated books in Spanish, and keep up with all the latest news and interviews with June. And if you've missed an airing of Hope in the Night, you can access the broadcast archives from this site and search for specific topics. At junehunt.org, there's also a place to donate and support us financially to help more people find practical guidance from God's Word through our radio broadcasts, biblical resources, and more. We're grateful for your prayers and support, and we hope you'll check out the resources for you at junehunt.org. You're listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. We're a ministry of hope for the heart, offering God's truth for today's problems. We exist because of your ongoing prayers and continued support of this ministry. We thank you for that. If you have any questions about tonight's topics or any number of topics, we do have over 100 keys for living that will help you address address your situation. Our keys for living are really a full treatment of any particular Uh, issue, any particular topic that you might be dealing with, and uh, get over 100 of those. Uh, Be sure to uh, address something that you're dealing with there. Just talk to customer support, and they'll point you to the right one or ones of those those resources. We do have uh, keys for living on depression called Walking from Darkness into the dawn, and customer support is available uh, anytime, 8 uh, eight to 5, uh, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, that is. They'll help you access the resources. Their number is 800-488-HOPE, 800-488-4673. Also find some uh, materials on the website at uh, hopefortheheart.org slash store, and I hope you'll go there and spend some time. Well, let's get back to our conversation now with Gene. Well... Gene, as I'm listening to you, it is right for you to be concerned. Thank you. Um, it is, um, you're in a difficult situation by, by virtue of having authority, but um, is it possible that you could talk to your great-granddaughter and say, at where say that you would wish that she could have a psychological evaluation that someone would that uh, in other words <clears throat> I have a friend who is um, uh, in law enforcement and what officers at times can do is is request a it, where this is court ordered, but it would be an a a medical evaluation. As far um, as I know, she's had that. You know, so why they've added all the pills? Well, yeah, and um, hmm. and I, my um, other my other problem in it is that. Um, she, when she's 18, which will be uh, in May, and she's graduated, um, 
she probably won't have any money for for the pills. And if 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 the pills are not going to be there for her, she's going to have to gradually slip off of them. And I was hoping that maybe mm-hmm. between now and then we could have help from the doctor to get her off of, of one or two. My you know my point on it too is if she's taken four and it hasn't improved anything, surely they can back up on this somewhat. Okay, so right now she's 17, is that correct? Yes, yes. Be okay, because it, it well, that, that, yeah, there's more leverage here. For example, there are times, now, uh, uh, that's why some people can appeal to CPS, uh, uh, Child Protective Services, and... Um, and to literally write it out, um, it, we're in writing that it's like, it, and and I realize that um, there could be a reaction if you do this. But it's not that you're blaming someone; you're you're appealing in your granddaughter's behalf, um, and it may be that there is someone. In the with, with CPS, um, it's called different things depending on the, what state you're in. When I say child protective services, um, yeah. do you know I, what I'm I talking? I just don't. I don't know how I I could do that. I just don't know how I could do that. Yeah. There would be there would be. Uh, I probably never get to see anybody again. Okay, and I I hear that. I, I understand. I just, I'm trying to think of other options. And um, also, okay. I I wanted to mention, too, to you, this doesn't help either. They claim, I mean, my my grandson says he's a Christian. I remember when he received Christ. And my, uh, his wife, the stepmother, she says she knows the Lord, though neither of them do go to church except on holidays. But, uh, uh, she has an awful lot of, of uh, devil stuff in the house of worshiping. She has books that mm. are chanting books, and she has uh, Harry Potter books. And, you know, um, um, so when I was cleaning my great-granddaughter's room one day with her, I found this enchantment, chanting book, and I said, we need to get rid of this. And she, she didn't want to get rid of it, and so there I am too. Mm, okay. Um, okay, I'm going to look at a longer view. Uh, I I hear where you are right now in terms of your role, uh, which means that you are disempowered um, legally to do something. Meaning, meaning you don't have the position uh, for um, because of, of the stepmother uh, having custody, and yet the problems that you're seeing also are some spiritual problems, um, yeah. the things that are literally forbidden by God. 
um, yes. well, in the occult. I'll tell you and what did come to mind, and I, I know the Holy Spirit gives me ideas, but there again, I don't want to be carried away and it not be the Holy Spirit, is that I should go over there and ask them to let me buy all that devil stuff, give them $100 for every book they can come up with in that house, and throw it away and never replace it. And if they do replace it, it'll be worse than ever on them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Is it, see, I, I conjure up things like that to think, you know, and people tell me I try to have too much control. <sighs> I hear that you're trying to be protective mm-hmm. for the right reason. In, in other words, um, like, for example, we have material on the occult, and many, many people have... That would be have, good, yeah. They have, well, i tell you what, I'm going to send that to you, just in case. You never know what could be beneficial, where yeah. you could, like if it's an outside source, where we're, we would be an outside source. But um, yeah. uh, um, I'm, we'll definitely do that. And the, the long view, I'm thinking, is it may be that you're, Things you would try now won't work. Mm-hmm. But realize there's a point at which she will probably end up later on her own, meaning meaning not under the authority of her um, stepmother and, mm-hmm. and, and just some unwise uh, parental influence. And yeah. for for you to be thinking again long term, um, it sounds as though if she has experienced rape, uh, do you know if she received? I'm talking about your great granddaughter. Mm-hmm. Has she has she been in counseling with a a conscientious? What I would say, a Christian counselor. Yes, that would be good. Uh, I don't. I don't believe so. Um, as far as I know, the only thing that that uh, her father pursued was to have him uh, go through the courts of being uh, having having raped her, and uh, he also raped her other sister, the half sisters, with the other parents somewhere else. And now, uh, is, is the he? I'm going to clarify, make he, sure. The, he is a cousin, a cousin, and just a couple years okay. older. Yeah, or I'm, mm-hmm. I said her name. Got, uh, my got great it. My granddaughter, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, is the cousin out of the picture now, or not really? Uh, no, he's, he's, he's still at home, and she can't understand that. He's supposed to go through counseling himself, and but as to say that she's been through counseling, I don't believe she has been. We we are Baptists, and we have a good church here. Um, and when she goes to summer cl- uh, camp, she comes back so happy and jolly, and she's had a good time and everything. And, yes. And shortly, yes. shortly afterwards, she's down. Well, I am hugely for church camp. Um, I came into a relationship with Jesus Christ at a church camp, and I didn't even, never never been, I didn't know anything, um, I had no idea what church camp was, and um, 
it was the beginning of my spiritual life. And so I, I understand the role uh, that, that, that that camp can have. Um, and even those who work at the camps, you know, a lot of times the, the, those who are, um, I'll say, you know, 18 and older, they, they can be often counselors and they can benefit yeah. hugely. And that would be a, a blessing if she could, since she already responded positively, anything that has uh, light, I'm talking about spiritual light, uh, that um, is uh, of God. Uh, right now, I, I would say absolutely nurture your relationship with her. Because you don't know when you're going to be able to have maximum input. Uh, right. I'll be, it, it, you know, be, people care. No, people can tell if, if, if you care. And they can tell if you don't care. Meaning... Well, I'm, you know, I said I was from a German background, and I'm, I'm pretty uh, strict. And to the point that she said in the back of the car one day when she was, she was like seven or eight with another friend and I'm getting them out or doing this or that and get, trying to get things under control and we're going somewhere and she says to the friend she says well she says don't worry about grandma she just sounds like she's not not a good person she says, but she's a wonderful person oh isn't that awful <laughs> that I should that I should come across that way because I get so strict well in this case she needs tender compassion. God is called the God of compassion. Uh, we and and I can tell that you are wanting to do everything possible out of care for her, and that is precious. I, I don't grab and kiss her like I should, you know, and I think I should, don't you think? I think if you can. Um, yeah. I remember I didn't start out in a touchy-feely, uh, yeah. um, I mean, I, we just initially didn't have that, but then, um, actually, I'm going to tell you a story when we uh, come okay. back from this, yes, because um, I love that you really want to make a difference. You know, this this is hugely important, just hearing you, you're, you're willing to even think, well, you know, should I do this? To, and and you're, you're considering options, but it's all out of care and concern. And God's going to honor that. And the more you build that relationship, the more opportunity you're going to have a little later on. I promise you that. It's been 20 years since June Hunt was first called into international ministry through the translating of our Keys for Living into the Russian language. The Lord has refined our focus in recent years to partnership with ministry leaders in key global regions whose reach is expanding to international training events, radio programming, and impact across borders that only indigenous leaders could cross. 
God is multiplying hope through the translated Keys for Living and the globally relevant counseling model of June Hunt that you have come to understand as a valued listener of Hope in the Night. When you support our Hope for the Heart international ministry, you give directly to men and women who are giving their lives to equip and empower the church in their regions for the Lord's kingdom. Come with us around the world to share the hope of Christ. Visit us online at hopefortheheart.org forward slash international. As we each solve the puzzle that is our life, we often have questions we can't answer. Usually they're little nagging questions, but sometimes they're larger. So large, in fact, the answer or even the question itself can have life-changing consequences. June Hunt believes the best answers to these tough questions come from God himself, and he's given us those answers in the Bible. For more than 20 years now, June has helped callers find these biblical answers and apply them to their lives. You can talk with June on her radio program, Hope in the Night, about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or another concern in your life. Call 800-NIGHT-17. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call now, 800-644-4817. Welcome back to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we want to help you, and we want to help you help others. Uh, If you have any questions or concerns about the topics that come up on the program, you can call our customer support at 800-488-HOPE, and uh, they're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'd be happy to connect you to the right resources. And and, uh, their number, again, 800-488-HOPE. We mentioned the uh, resource, the Keys for Living on the Occult, and want to let you know about that. That is called Dispelling the Darkness. Also, the topic of depression has come up, and uh, we have Keys for Living on that called Walking from Darkness into the Dawn. And uh, many other resources are available by calling customer support at 800-488-HOPE. Just let them know what you're dealing with. What you'd like information on, they'd be happy to help you with that. Again, 800-488-4673 is that number. Or you may email them, if that's more convenient for you, at customer support at hopefortheheart.org. Ask any questions you have there, they'd uh, be happy to follow up and help you. Well, let's get back to our conversation now with Jean. With Jean, I've thought of two things I sure want to communicate with you. First, okay. has to do with a conversation I had tonight. Um, there was a man, I, I was a youth director. Uh, I was a junior high director of 600 in our junior high division. It's a large church. And there was a man who uh, came to, he was a, a specialist, and in my fresh, in my first year as a uh, the junior high director, um, and he told a story about Hitler, Hitler's regime, and there was an experiment that was done, and I think you probably know that there were multiple experiments, um, medical experiments. Um, in this case, they took 100 newborns 
of Jewish moms and uh, split them into two parts, 50 and 50. The first 50, um, they, these babies were picked up by a nurse, held, or by a woman, and was, was held, they were held and fed a bottle. The second 50 babies, the newborns, they were fed a bottle but were not touched. All 50 of those that were not touched died. When I heard that, and then I, by the way, I wanted to verify this, and so I did seek verification later, much later. And sure enough, uh, that experiment was known. Um, that, and the, the point made, was made to me by a specialist with youth was the importance of physical touch the hand on the shoulder, the um, the type of it has nothing to do with sexual touch. It's not the it's the opposite of that. It is affirmation, and I remember having to start doing that because I wasn't in a family that was touching in a in a healthy way like this, and um, I remember. I would put my hand on the shoulder of of my boys. I called them my boys, and um, I would, uh, or I would do the kind of a, a bump on the arm or something, anything. And I noticed what a difference when I reached out. And likewise, it, it, whether it's the the guys or the girls. But in particular, I had some rebels, but I had a fabulous relationship with the rebels. I don't know why, but I had to make myself do this. It was not natural, but once I heard the importance of appropriate touch, and, you know, okay, we read in the Bible, greet one another with a holy kiss. Well, now, we don't typically do that in our American culture. But the point is, you can see the intentional appeal for us to reach out with affection. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. And I know I should, because I'm from a family, we didn't do a lot of huggy, touchy stuff. And you know, I... And therefore, I understand, because that's where I was. But I had to overcome, because I cared about my kids. I cared yeah. about, the, I, I, and, and I, I just saw the, the, the difference if I would do that. And I, yeah. I, 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 but it had to be initially, and I know this sound, sounds kind of strange. It was, it, was, I had, it was like mechanical. I had, I knew it was right. I yeah. knew, and I saw the difference it made, because I did have some rebels, and they would respond to me uh, where they weren't responding to their parents. And I thought, here is this wonderful parent saying the same thing, 
or I'm saying the same thing that the parent was saying, but the parent wouldn't be valued, but I would be valued. And I thought, How, th- that that's not right. But all yeah. I knew to do was I needed to reach out and affirm, and that would be also giving focused attention and, you know, and asking questions. Uh, not... not um, it's like it, it could have anything to do with, you know, even their future or whatever um, that that God leads you to do. But it's well, I'm I'm uh, hoping my uh, <clears throat> I have a little apartment up up above me here, and it's all been rearranged, and she's even helped me arrange it into a cute little apartment. I told her she could come here after she graduates, but she can't have any men visiting. And, yeah, so if I did all this touchy-feeling stuff between now and then, you know, with the Lord's help, maybe she'd decide this is a good idea. You know, it, there's nothing like someone who genuinely cares. Now, that, that the first part I've, I've shared. The second part, my mother was called Granny Ruth. Her name was Ruth Hunt. And... I, I just, I watched what Mother did for her grandchildren. Like, for example, she had um, two daughters, I mean, sorry, uh, two granddaughters that lived in New York. That's where my sister was mar- was living with her husband. And um, Mother... When, when they would come to Dallas, they would stay in Mom's home. And um, I remember Mother was very intentional. Now, she herself didn't normally go to vacation Bible school. But when Catherine and Kim were on the scene, she figured out where they should go. And this was a Baptist church, a huge Baptist church. And she made sure that they went. She drove them. Uh, and I've I watched. I've always done that for the kids, yeah. Fabulous, fabulous. And I want you to know when, I'm going to fast forward in time. When my mom died, uh, I never will forget, both of those granddaughters said, that she was the greatest influence in their lives. Yeah. They, they both said, Granny Ruth, you know, was the greatest influence in my life. And the other one later told me the same thing. So, um, now, did Mother have full access? No. Uh, they lived in New York. And mm-hmm. my sister didn't go to church. And the, her husband made fun of the girls. They would take, they would take a taxi to go to church. But it's because oh. mother literally nurtured their their little hearts. Yeah. And so here they were teenagers going to church by themselves. And I remember the comments about you know. And they, they would tell me that their stepfather 
made fun of them for going to church. Okay. So, but they, they still did it. And um, so I, I'm just saying, you may need, may, you may be it that, the, you know, where you're, you're tagged it. Well, yeah. by, by God, you may be being tagged to say, Gene, uh, you know, it's like you need to be the outstretched hands of Jesus. Um, yeah. And 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 even if it is because I I get it what you've said about how touch wasn't natural, yet mm-hmm. I had to overcome that, and oh, am I glad I did because I I want to I want to because I after I've been with the kids I I always think back I wasn't when I should have been. Well, isn't that wonderful that the Lord has put that on your heart? Yeah. And and just just thank him. Thank you. Just say, Lord, put into my mind and into my heart what I need to do for yeah. my granddaughter and for any of the others. You never know who all else will uh, fit under that big umbrella. Because it's a matter of matter of remembering. Uh, he's just going to have to remind me. <laughs> the Lord is. Well, you care enough to even have placed this call. And I think that's part of you wanting to do what God wants you to do. And it's not, it's not your great-granddaughter's fault that she's been given these pills. Um, you, as you indicated, you said um, that she didn't want to take them, but she's being made to take them. Yeah, that's what she said. And and but she was being told, "I'll go crazy if I don't take them." I'm sure now, she has been. Yeah. So so the point is, um, just let's pray that the Lord will pave the way for you to have the kind of conversation, the, the just input into her life. And I would every every few weeks. Write a little note. It could be even as simple as a scripture. Um, this is what I did with my my nieces. I literally, at times, sent and 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 a, and a a nephew. I sent something like uh, once every three weeks um, when. Um, my sister actually was an ambassador, a different sister was an ambassador at night. And here are these two, a niece and a nephew. And so with them, I just, every third week, I sent something either funny or Americana or spiritual. And I intentionally did this to nurture the relationship. And so I'm giving you ideas. And I'm not saying do all of them. But ask God what He wants you to do. And I I love your heart. You want to make sure you're doing all you can to make a difference. 
We will send our keys for living on the occult called Dispelling the Darkness. We'll send that out to tonight's caller, and we do that free of charge. That's because of your generous support of this ministry. If you'd like to give to keep those resources going out and to keep this program on the air, you may do so at hopefortheheart.org slash donate. We thank you. You may order resources for yourself at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And our materials and recent programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. Also find our programs wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope.